Because of the coronavirus epidemic and to respect social distancing guidelines, this episode of Civil Politics was recorded remotely over Zoom. Good evening and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow. I'm doing the show with my good friends, uh, John Roberts and Sue Timberlake. Hello. Hey there. And uh, yeah, we're, we're happy to, to be here with you and uh, talk about the politics and the civility and uh, how everything is just perfect here in the United States of America. No real problems at all. Yeah. <sighs> so uh, Texas and Oklahoma... <laughs> but for, well, oh, actually, I keep, I keep interrupting you, like when you're trying to do the intro. I just want to get into it, but please, like, well, uh, actually, <laughs> well, well, uh, actually, in terms of everything's fine here in the United States, should just mention, uh, if like me, you uh, buy a gold medal flower, you know, when you want to, you know, have flour in the house to make pancakes or whatever. There's been apparently a bit of a national recall. Yes. So, uh, Jamra, I know you were telling me about this, and you'll post info to the show notes. But uh, yeah, uh, who should be worried about this if they uh, maybe don't want to get salmonella? So um, this is the two, five, and ten bound bags of gold metal, unbleached and bleached all-purpose flour, uh, with a better you <sighs> better if used date of March twenty seventh and March twenty eighth. If you if you have gold metal flour all pur- all purpose and, and unbleached flour, um, go check out the if better if used by date and if it says March twenty seventh twenty twenty four or March twenty eighth twenty twenty four, do not use it. Do not use it because there has been a salmonella um, outbreak with those uh, with those bags and it is nationwide. Um, right. So. Uh, Please, please, please check your check your flour. Um, if you have gold metal flour, then right. um, then check to see if you have a two, five, or ten pound bag bleached or un- unbleached or bleached all purpose March twenty seventh, twenty twenty four, and March twenty eighth, twenty twenty four. Those bags are are will make you sick. So please don't use them. Yeah, D- don't roll those dice and think, yeah, maybe I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, salmonella is no joke. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Especially if you have kids. <clears throat> oh, geez, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, if you're like making cookies <laughs> with the kids or whatever, yeah, don't mm-hmm. do that. No don't amount do that. of baking is going to help you here. So. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's right. Because it's, um, so why is salmonella dangerous even when you bake it? It's, it's a, it's a, it releases a toxin, right? I don't think so. I think, um, Salmonella actually can even be, um, if you have really good digestion and chew your food really carefully, that can even kill salmonella. But, really? Um, yeah, it's 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 not that it's fragile exactly, but it's fragile to stomach acid. But if you're taking those anti antacids, I, I don't know what happens. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But don't yeah. don't 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 chance it. it. Don't, don't chance it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that some people are more susceptible to salmonella than others, uh, especially, especially if you younger kids, yeah. especially mm-hmm. kids, yeah. or if you, um, 
if you're immunocompromised or something like don't don't like like i said gold metal bleached or unbleached um flour if used by dates of march 27th 2024 and march 28th 2024 just if you have gold metal flour in your house just go check it and make sure that that it's no neither of those dates if there is then um there is a recall for that so yep yeah and like you said symptoms are severe gi distress so you know and you need antibiotics i think for it generally so it's a really crappy time (laughs) haha And if you want to share your witticisms with us, please do email us, contact at civilpoliticsradio.com, which is our own special website. And uh, John, we're still keeping at least half an eye out on uh, uh, facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. Um, oh, have no. We... I keep forgetting. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. And have we for... have we given up on at uh, civilpoliticsfm on the Twitter? No, I get, I get uh, notifications on there. Okay. So if you want to tweet at us, but the best way is the email. Yeah, absolutely. And if you go to the website, you can also listen to previous episodes of the show and other stuff like, you know, show notes and things. So, yeah. So turning from uh, public safety to uh, the public can be dangerous. um, Yeah. uh, So did you guys see about... uh, uh, Jordan Neely, the uh, 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 supposedly homeless uh, street performer in New York City who was killed on the New York subway. Um, I saw the video. It's awful. I could not bring myself to watch it. I'm not watching that. Yeah. So, but my understanding is that uh, Mr. Neely was apparently uh, very excited, you know, overwrought, threw, threw his coat down on the ground. And another passenger uh, came up behind him and put him in a chokehold and uh, didn't let go until after Mr. Neely was dead. Um, And uh, for some reason, uh, possibly, you know, in my my cynical view, having to do with the fact that the late Mr. Neely had dark skin and the former Marine who uh, choked him to death was had, had pale skin. The New York City Police Department declined to make an arrest. So. Yep. <clears throat> How does I'm that finding, happen? I'm finding articles that's, that are saying um, in a statement issue, the New York Police Department clarifying that its first priority is always to seek justice, urge anyone who has any information about Jordan Neely's death to come forward. They're actively NYPD act uh, detectives are actively reviewing footage and all other available information. Uh, I it's yeah, part the, of a rigorous ongoing inve- investigation. The video we are I covering saw. our butts like nobody's business. <laughs> when you need you to cover well, your own butt, call the NYPD detective bureau. <laughs> we got your butt. <laughs> And if you don't have a tape, we'll make one for you. Don't worry. We have AI. The video that's going on the news that you can see that that they're playing, um, actually, they started recording after uh, after they sort of got him in a chokehold. And that makes sense because, you know, there's sort of this altercation. And then 
they get them on the on the ground and then everybody starts filming it. So none of the video so far shows what caused the Marine to to uh, come up behind him. So they don't have anything from before that. So that's I think the police don't have the initiating event. And the Marine is saying that uh, the guy put his fist up and looked like he was going to assault somebody. So he just took him down. But, you know, it's nice that the police released that statement, but not anything else. So apparently he the, he was uh, Neely was making threats to some writers or something. Yeah, I'm sure well, that a that ton he didn't of care, outlets are saying care. like, oh, this this guy's a hero or something like. Well, they were saying I don't know that about outlets, but people on Facebook I've interacted with. So that was fun. Well, they, they were saying that he, he didn't threaten the um, sorry if I don't know. if you No, can please, please. Um, that he wasn't actually threatening people in this case. He was saying that he didn't care if he went to jail and he could die now. You know, he was like sort of ranting and raving, having a bit of a breakdown. Um, whereas I guess in other events on trains, this same guy has a record of actually assaulting people, but they're not sure that anybody on this train would have known, would have known that. No. So well, he I, was, you know, and it's, and it's not been a, since his mother died. Yeah. Well, and and Mr. Neely's, um, you know, we don't know anything about his 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 health, about his medical situation, but if he is homeless, you know, it might well be that, you know, he's not getting enough to eat, and uh, uh, he's not getting the medication he may need for whatever conditions I he's think, got. Well, that's true, yeah, right? And were, and you don't I, even need to have like a quote unquote mental illness. You know, you could just be like, oh, you're you're a diabetic and I'm you're not starving. getting. Yeah, you're not getting the yeah. insulin and you start, you know, people will act, you know, start start raving and, and spotting nonsense. I remember a few times uh, before she passed, my mother would get these, uh, in, you know, uh, urinary tract infections. And she was just I mean, she wasn't like violent and raving, but she was just making no sense after a little while. That would Delirious. be one of the. Yeah, that'd be one of yeah. the uh, diagnostic criteria. Be like, oh, I have no idea what mom's talking about. She's probably sick, you know. So yeah. if she antibiotics. were, yeah, if she were younger and healthier and on the New York subway, who knows what people would have thought. So, yeah. Well, hopefully they'll do a thorough investigation and charge the marine with at least manslaughter. Yeah. Yeah. They. Yeah. The uh, like what I've been looking into how different places are describing it and a lot of the calls for um this guy to be prosecuted or arrested or whatever um has have been coming from activists obviously sure uh, uh there are some that like that a lot of the the plate the places are saying like this man uh subdued a passenger who was uh threatening people and unfortunately he died yeah. So, it's, do you remember that case of the guy with a he had an AR and it jammed and the three Marines? There's even a movie about it. The oh, three on the Marines, Paris train. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the Paris train. And I mean, they were quite they were quite brave to subdue him, but yeah. he was clearly totally know, different thing. Shooting people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that that hero, you know, what do you see and what do you respond to? Yeah. In the moment, sometimes people do think something's happening when it's not you know it's sort of the if you've been in the service you can overreact to what you see going on i mean I, those guys didn't For overreact sure. 
they ran into danger. But I'm just saying that sometimes when you have a um, a history of PTSD, you can also overreact to what you think you're seeing. So it's possible. Well, and one of the one of the the things about the U.S. military is um, so I, I, one of the things that's uh, fascinating. One of the I don't think it's talked about that much, but it turns out that you know the U.S. Army did studies of uh, uh, how willing soldiers, your average soldier, is to actually shoot somebody, and they found that uh, most of the time. Most soldiers would be like, I don't actually want to like carefully aim and shoot another human being. That's really upsetting. So that, you know, you'd shoot in the general direction, you'd spray a bunch of bullets or, you know, like you'd, you'd shoot in the air near them or whatever. It's like, you know, so long as they, you know, stay behind cover and don't come over here, that's okay. You know, um, oh, and so, right. And so starting in the 1960s, I believe, and I'm not, I'm, I'm off the top of my head here, so it's possible I'm just wrong, but uh, my recollection is that the U.S. Army, uh, the U.S. military was like, you know, we've got to work on training our soldiers to be more aggressive so that they're more willing to kill. You know, that they're, there's a more sort of condition response of like, oh, in this situation, I just shoot and there you go. And so it's – Ask questions later. Right. Well, you know, yeah. And, and it's possible it that – You don't really ask questions in the first place. Right. Right. So it's it's possible that, uh, you know, this man's training in the U.S. Marine Corps might have had that might have had an effect on him. He might just be like, you know, the aggressive attack, you know, like, you know, choking a guy to death is, you know, like a really great way to make sure he doesn't get up and hurt you anymore. And that is part of what the Marines are going to be trained to do. And there is a time and a place when you absolutely want, you know, uh, members of the U.S. Marine Corps to go out and do that to people, but uh, not on the New York subway <laughs> during peacetime. <laughs> okay, uh, this is going to be weird. Yeah, well, for you know, everyone that's involved. Um, and I just want to I just want to say that at the top, um, because there's no evidence of what the hell happened. Yep. You can't really just charge him because we don't want police doing that. Hmm. Interesting. It's like, what if it's what if it was a black guy choking out a white guy, and everybody's like, "Yeah, he was he was messing with us." Like, what do you do? Like, the, what they should do is like keep an eye on him <laughs> or mm. something. I don't know. Like, it, like it, I think that they. I think they. He's not hiding more. from them. Yeah, I think they. I think they aired more on 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 like the guy instead of the crime on like i think but it like the the it still needs to be investigated for like properly it still needs to be um looked into and they still need evidence that oh evidence right 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 right. (laughs) you know like you said there was no video of of what happened before so right if there's no video of what happened before and everybody so on the train that they've talked to said, nah, this is, he was being weird. Uh, and you know, and there were other people involved with the choking because there were three yep. people on that guy. So holding his hands. Yeah. Yeah. They're like on the video. They're like, I, I saw like a sip of it. They were, they were like, he's on the ground, you know? So it could be 
an accidental death. Like he could just try to be subduing him and he would just went too far or he held too tight. You know, it's not like he's he was like kneeling on on the guy's neck. Yeah, that's true. So calls are now illegal for police. So are they illegal hmm. for citizens? Well, yeah, because that's assault. Oh. <laughs> you're not supposed to choke someone out right yeah. and, and i, I mean just, self-defense you can kill in self-defense so no not not even not either way yeah, like that, yeah but he yeah. was behind him so he wasn't being assaulted he was getting ready to assault well defense of others, people you know yeah like but, that like my point is that there is we have to consider the line at which we charge someone and put them into the system um and and possibly have them prosecuted for something they didn't do or be more lighter on them when someone dies and say look we're going to be looking into this we're like don't leave town or something like that you know yeah. and like, he has which, come forward i mean they've been able to talk to him and stuff yeah so, so he wasn't immediately arrested which eh, you know but from the news which you shouldn't trust all the time there wasn't a lot of evidence like there was there weren't any people that they talked to that said no that guy killed that guy or like that he was way too rough with that dude you know and there's and apparently there's no what's saying unprovoked they weren't saying it was unprovoked exactly he didn't just kill him you know and they uh he didn't he wasn't the attacker there were other people involved. Like, this is kind of like that. Like, to me, this is kind of that gray space. Like, yeah, that guy killed killed him. Like, he obviously killed him. He needs to pay for that. They need to make sure that they are charging him with the right crime, though. And, we, and when we're talking about um, proper policing and police uh, reducing police brutality and p- reducing police um, uh, aggression and things like that, we we have to think about like how we want them to police, how we want them to approach these things. Uh, and yeah, I'm mad that another person who might have had a medical emergency was killed in public. I don't know what happened beforehand. And we need to figure we need to know what happened before we put someone in, into the system. That's uh, okay. I can see that. I would just point out the state of New York uh, does not have, quote unquote, stand your ground laws. It does not, no. If there is, you know, if that guy is being dangerous, then you have, you know, the duty to retreat, you know, to try and defuse, Mm -hmm. de-escalate the situation, Um, you know, coming up behind someone who hasn't actually attacked anyone yet you know he's like ah, you know uh, uh shouting and and whatnot but hasn't actually like attacked anyone uh and then using deadly force like that's that is not you know that that oh, just I, I totally yeah. think he should be charged with something <laughs> Let's yeah, yeah, not yeah. To get it twisted <laughs> Well, um, sure, but also <laughs> he did something I, bad. He killed the guy. Wait, he should probably pay yeah. for that. It's well, just what is he going to get charged with, and, well, and what I, evidence do they have? You I, know? I would, I would think, um, I, I'm just surprised that uh, 
you know, police officers arriving on the scene shortly thereafter and like, what happened? Well, that guy went, you know, choked him to death. And it's like, okay, you know, take the guy into custody, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, maybe, you know, I'm not saying they have to like throw him in jail right away, but yeah, take the guy into custody and, 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 and process him because it's like, that's uh I don't know that 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 just anytime yeah. somebody kills another person, I think I think that's an appropriate time for for law enforcement to be like, all right, well, we're going to we're going to. Well, I mean, I guess they probably did get his details and whatnot, you know, and his information. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would just uh, I don't know. It's it seems like that is a point at which uh, it is reasonable uh, for uh, law enforcement to get involved even though, as I'm get saying this, I recognize yep. you are you are 100 percent correct that our law enforcement system is pretty broken. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. What'd you say, Sue? Get a full statement? Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. You want to get his story before he colludes with anybody else, right? That's they mm-hmm. always separate everybody, and then they right. say, "Well, what what did you see, and what did you see?" And they so you can't corroborate your stories and then you get a sense of what the what the truth is so i'm that's true i'm hoping they did that but um somebody said that most of the people on the train just got off and left so they had to find people that had been on the train because they were all going somewhere help yeah 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 well i i would also say if and again since i don't know exactly what what went down there i don't want to be like it's all bad but um you know if the if, if if my impression is correct that the gentleman who actually murdered Mr. Killed Mr. Neely was still there and the police are like, this is the guy who did the choking. Like um, they, I believe I, I would argue they should have arrested him right then to get his full statement, but also to be like, we are Mirandizing you. Mm-hmm. You, you yep. know, you have the right to yep. remain silent. We're going to be asking you these, the, the you know, to, for your full statement. Um, Get an attorney, and you can call a, call an attorney if you want. Yeah, to. yeah exactly. And I mean, just because it's like let's let's be above board here. Let's let's mm-hmm. film this because yeah, you know, it may well be that they'll look into the whole thing. Um, you know, like uh, uh, the uh, Michael Brown in Ferguson a few years ago, like supposedly, and I don't remember the details well enough to to know for sure, but I I. I do remember that there was apparently some basis for the police officer to actually be like, oh, God, this guy's trying to, oh, God, I'm in real danger, you know, and it wasn't like just, I feel like shooting a black kid for no reason. It's like, oh, God, oh, God, I'm afraid for my life. And, you know, in the end, uh, it was deemed like a reasonable use of force by a police officer in a dangerous situation, Um, you know, and I don't... Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm still dubious, but like I recognize that that kind of thing can happen, and you know, like I'm I'm dubious, but I certainly don't feel you know empowered to go in and overrule actual legal proceedings in another state where I don't really know what the heck happened, you know. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I I don't trust the cops. That's why I'm dubious, but. I yeah. recognize it may well be that in the end, yeah, this is all like we'll be like, oh, no, 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 that the guy who who killed Mr. Neely actually was doing, you know, what needed to be done, sadly. 
I don't yeah. I don't hey, know. This is the this is this is what I'm this is what I have trouble with when I'm thinking about this sort of thing cuz this is uh-huh. really going into a gray like kind of a gray area for me cuz oh, sure. I I would be afraid that like if if someone like if I if I tried to restrain someone and they died then I would be like, "Oh no." Oh yeah. no. And I would talk to the cops and I would, you know, but it, and then, then the cops are like, you killed a guy, you're arrested. And I'm like, Oh God, you know, like, and now I'm, now my name's in the system. Now, now my name's in the paper, you know, like this. Yeah. But also he killed a guy. So something has to happen, you know, like that's, so it's kind of, I'm kind of like in between here because yeah. I don't want police to be overzealous in arresting. I don't want that because that means it's kind of like the, um, to be extreme. It's kind of like the death penalty, right? You, it, you, if you, if you arrest someone or if you kill someone, ironic, then that's, that's going to be a thing that you can't take back. But you you don't, but you don't want them to be underzealous either. Exactly. So like, where's the the line there? The Alex Murdoch case where he, you know, got, found guilty of murdering his wife and kid and all that mm-hmm. just recently. Well, oh, the, you know, the, the, a, the former uh, attorney and yeah, yeah. Yep, right, okay. mm-hmm. Yeah. So before that, there was a kid who died at the edge of their property and the police did not investigate it. And they're, they're exhuming the body and they're going back and looking at it because he, it didn't look like a car accident. It was, it, there were like marks on his neck. There's there's Jeez. all this evidence that the police and he was a friend of the sons, and they there's all these things the police didn't do because that attorney also had like a police badge and was at the scene. And they're like, how did he? He, he end used up to be like a, he used to be the county prosecutor, and so did his dad. Yeah. And, and and then his dad's dad. They gave yeah, him so a badge, like, and yeah, yeah which yeah, he yeah. would wear. But he was at the scene and they're like revisiting it, given that he was just found guilty of, you know, this really horrendous murder and, and you know, staging the whole thing and having the police not check for fingerprints and stuff because he was a friend of theirs. Yeah, you don't want them to just go, well, we know who he is. You know, we don't need to separate him and question him separately from his son who was there at the accident where the kid was killed, the young man was killed. So yeah, I agree with you, John, where you don't want them to not do due diligence because it also protects the rights of everybody who's there. Yeah. If they do it properly and ask the right questions and separate people. So their stories, you know, are verified. So yeah, they had to go back because he was such a friend to the police and such a rich man and famous that they didn't do anything with that. And the woman whose son it was, it was fit to be tied that, you know, no, nothing added up and they hadn't preserved any evidence and all this mm. stuff didn't happen. So yeah, you do want the police to be fair. And um, I had a housemate who gave me a really rough time and gave me a shove down the stairs at my house when I was asking her to move out. And the police Ouch. came. I called them. I, I wasn't sure what to do. Yeah. And they were very good. Like they, they talked to her separately. They talked to me. You know, they, they got a copy of her license. And I said, Did, is she actually who she says she is? You know, they were very helpful, but they didn't escalate it. They actually, you know, they got the two stories separately and um, acted accordingly. And I, y- you want the police to do that. They didn't say she was guilty or I was guilty. You know, they basically tried to sort out 
what the what the problem was and you know and they they made her leave and leave the keys so that was good for me and um you know she had destroyed some property and they said for that you have to go to probate court i said well no, yeah. I don't have the money to do that, but they didn't make it worse. You know, you don't want them to make it worse, but they, I think they got to the bottom of it as far as they were concerned. Well, that, so, and that, that functioning like the designated grownups, like, Hey, you kids, what's all this rough housing? And just, you know, like yep. sorting it out and you go over there and, and whatever yep. it's imperfect, but at least we've stopped the, you know, the ruckus and, and, you know, maybe we'll be able to sort this out and, you yeah. know, that's something. Yeah. yeah. And they checked back later to make sure everybody was okay and everything was fine. And, you know, they, because I'm older, they sent the senior center people at some point. I was like, get them out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, they said, you know, it technically is elder abuse. And I said, well, okay. <laughs> you know, but it's, but they, they deescalated, they separated and they got to the bottom of it and, you know, sorted through it pretty well, I thought. Even you know the yeah. high the high tempers and how how angry my housemate was. So, like I don't I don't trust the police. I, I'm glad that that they they helped you out, and that's really great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't trust the police. Uh, either way, I don't trust the police to um to let people go, and I don't trust them to to over arrest. Like there's. Because nobody should trust the police because they're 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 agents of the state and they they can legally kill you if they come up with the right right excuse. It doesn't matter who they are; they're police. That's something that they can do. They might be good people. They might not be. That's the thing. So it like just the New York City Police Department. Hmm. I don't know what what to think here. There's there's a lot of factors here, and depends which detective you get. I think it does. But yeah. it it really that that's that's my concern that there is there's calls to arrest the guy and there's calls to give him medal and it's like where it, so whatever they're doing to 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 investigate I hope they're doing it well I think I hope they're getting all everything in order because if they do arrest him I want him to go to jail yeah <laughs> and when, like you want to make sure. When you arrest someone and put their name in the paper, because the the guy's name hasn't been released, like yeah, which is fine right now. It's yeah. the that's the thing. Like you take him into custody or something. Sure, like that. I don't know what's going on here. So I just don't want police to abuse their power and arrest people like too quickly. And I don't want pe- police to be be lax and not arrest people fast enough. And what about hmm? that case in Oklahoma or Texas? She's Texas. That guy, that guy. Okay. Texas. <laughs> wait, wait, Mike. Um, I think we're over time now. So, am, right? Yeah. So we're going to take a short break, play some PSAs, promos, and station IDs. And we'll be back with more civil politics here on Valley Free Radio in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Table of Contents is a weekly music program that assembles an assortment of songs and sounds of many genres, and which may entail literally taking a random collection of musical sources off the shelf and giving them a turn on the table or spin in a CD or tape player. Each week presenting shows which can at times be organized and orderly, and at other times perhaps be not as much so, yet never dull. 
Tune in Friday nights, 10 p.m. till midnight on WXOJ LP, Northampton 103.3 FM. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hey, this is Wendy, host of Valley Free Radio's Subculture Music Program, featuring new wave, post-punk, indie, and electronic music from the 70s to today. Join me every Friday night from 8 to 10 p.m. here on WXOJ, or stream it live from your favorite listening device at valleyfreeradio.org. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael doing the show with John and Sue, and you can listen to us without having to cross any picket lines, real or virtual. <laughs> yeah, we're... nobody's writing this. <laughs> nobody's writing this. I mean, you can tell that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like the the writing the writing on the on this episode is is good. You know, it, it's it it has a lot of like connotations with the real world and everything you know like a lot of a lot of that stuff there's a lot of back and forth and everything the writing on this episode has been much better than some other episodes this season uh but sorry i can't keep going with this bit i don't know where i'm going with this <laughs> i'll shut up we're all freelance we're all freelance we have no contracts with anybody we're not freelance we're volunteers yeah. <laughs> volunteer. good point unpaid yes um you know, if they if the Although, station I'm, wants to pay us, I'm not gonna. We I'm not gonna strike. Give it back. I, in point of fact, the station does want to pay all of the people who do great shows for us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we we we'd love to. And as soon as I don't know, our budget like becomes ten times what it is or more. Uh, <laughs> As soon yeah. as there's money coming in, yeah, right, maybe exactly. Valleyfreeradio.org slash donate. Right. Exactly. We're not going to get paid. <laughs> We're trying to keep the, the station going and everything. It's and that's way more important. That's way, right. way more important. Right. If we if we became a multi-million dollar a year enterprise, then yeah, okay, sure. But oh yeah, then yeah, definitely. <sighs> like, you know, basically We're all volunteer all the time. Right, so. exactly. So we are without the money. <laughs> yes, this is uh, this is or the coolness. The, the uh, oh my god, this is re- <laughs> we're the cool kids that hang out by the by the dumpsters and smoke. Um, right, making fun of them with their tote bags. <laughs> Ooh, look at us! We've got coffee mugs oh and umbrellas. Yeah. So uh, we're referencing the um, the Writers Guild of America strike that just started um, as of yeah. a few days ago. It's uh, um, day four, I think, as this episode airs. I think so. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, I mean, good, good for them. I, um, I, I support it. Uh, I yeah. think, you know, uh, uh, I, uh, you know, especially as I've gotten older and there's been a lot of really great stuff on TV, I've, I've watched a lot of shows and I like storytelling. It's something I care about. And mm-hmm. there's been a lot of really great, uh, television and movies, uh, uh, written over the past, you know, 10, 15 years. And uh, the people who 
wrote them deserve to be, uh, uh, you know, well compensated for, you know, their very popular art, just like, uh, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr. deserves to make a ton of money for playing Tony Stark in the Marvel movies because people are like, I want to see Robert Downey Jr. play Iron Man. So, mm -hmm. OK, you know, and and. You know, that's that's how the the marketplace works, especially when it's a marketplace of ideas. Um, and unfortunately, because of the way the contracts, the contracts are, are, are sort of mired in the past and, you know, the way broadcast television used to work with residuals and commercials and rebroadcasts and so forth. And it's it's just a totally different environment for streaming and the major studios that are producing a lot of these shows like Netflix and Warner Brothers Discovery and Paramount and Disney and others that I'm forgetting, you know, like they are not paying people. They're, they're using that as an excuse to not pay the writers for stuff that's making the, the big studios tons of money. And to so the point much money. And to the point where uh, um, I think uh, one of the writers for the show, Abbott Elementary, uh, just accepted a, uh, an Emmy Award for having written this show that is wildly popular and, and a lot of people love it. And it's been winning awards. And that person was like, I have, you know, I'm broke. Like, I have this full time job doing this show people love. And like my bank account is in is is in debt. Mm -hmm. And. You know, that's that's crazy, you know? Yeah. It's um you should get a piece of the pie. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, yeah. you, you know, it'd be like, yeah, well, sure. Uh, tons of people have paid a lot of money to see the Chicago Bulls play basketball. But, you know, as it is, Michael Jordan has to do a bake sale in order to make rent. You know, it'd be like, that's crazy. So, yeah, it's um. <laughs> well, the industry is changing, right? That's that's sort sure. of what happened is it changing how people watch not many people watch tv anymore yeah certainly broadcast over my the age. air yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> except for my age so the the last time we had a writer's strike was 2008 2007 2008 uh work stopped for 100 days those uh, 2007 wow. 2008 were really great times you know uh financially the whole economy was great Politically, everything was wonderful. I mean, just oh, yeah, great. A high, high I think point. it's a bellwether. Here we go again, right? Bank, <laughs> Fed, Federal Reserve rate, uh, office buildings are empty, and mm, commercial space. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, we yeah. Can, we yeah. get a soft economy, even though we're having a pretty good economy in some ways. There's some, there's some softness under there. There's yeah. the economy is good for some people. Yes. Well put. Yeah. The, the economy is great for a few people. Actually, can I, can I, uh, this sort of connects. I just want to, okay. this, this is something that actually, you're reminding me of a conversation I just had today. Okay. So, um, as I mentioned on this show, you know, I'm in the fortunate position of, you know, my, my dad was an investment banker. So when my parents have passed on, they left me, you know, some money, not like, yeah, you know, they left me some money. So I'm, I'm, you know, comfortably well off in a way. But that same fortune was what enabled us 
while my mom was still alive and basically housebound with Parkinson's to have like full time home health aides, you know, to help mom. She, you know, needed help to like go to the bathroom and have a shower and get in and out of bed and dressed and things like that. So that was great. But like that cost like a quarter of a million dollars a year. Jesus. Yeah, that's a lot of money. And fortunately, we were able to sustain that. But like the um, a few years ago when interest rates were basically zero and it was, you know, the Wild West and, you know, uh, uh, you know, investments were, were returning really good returns that wasn't being eaten up by inflation and interest rates and whatnot. Um, uh, you know, the uh, uh, the 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 same uh, endowment or, you know, family funds, uh, were making that possible. And now that my mom has, has died, uh, and that wealth has passed to me, um, I'm taking a lot less out and, uh, like, and, and, but there isn't like this big surplus. It's not like, well, since you're not taking out you know, a quarter of a million dollars a year, like the extras now building up, you know, a bigger thing. It's like, no, actually, as interest rates have gone up, uh, the returns on the investments have been going down and down. And I've I've noticed it's it's made a real difference to, you know, my personal financial situation, which, you know, is fine. I'm still OK. I'm, I'm totally fine. No need. Nobody needs to worry about me. But it does. Like, that's why a big part of why the Federal Reserve is raising the interest rates, because the people like me who are like, my God, my portfolio is not returning nearly as much as it used to. We better get back to the good old days of 2012 or whatever, you know, and that's that's a big part of what's happening. And uh, it's yeah, it's sorry, I don't know quite where to go with this. But just it's even it's even squeezing you. Well, the the, the reason why they're, they're making changes like raising interest rates, which is kind of putting the brakes on the rest of the economy for everybody else is because, oh, my goodness, it's harder for, you know, for the, the people, the cream floating at the top to, uh, you know, continue to, to prosper without having to work. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, screw those guys. Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's Fair. like get, give yeah. they that like get Bezos. Give me all their all, like give me some of the money. Give me yeah, 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 some yeah. Of the money. Uh, yeah. So going back to the strike, um, mm-hmm. the the last time that we had a strike was two thousand eight, and mm-hmm. before that was a wonderful time for TV. Just. Mm-hmm. tons of great shows um ironically i just finished my rewatch of battlestar galactica from 2004 mm. uh just as the strike happened because um yeah this is a perfect example the strike uh like people the the writers wanted better better conditions uh better better pay and everything during during the last strike which is true they should and what happened was work stuff for 100 days that killed some tv shows there was a show called journeyman that i that i really like that could not get a second season because of it there was um 
Battlefield Galactica, which had like four and a half seasons or like three and a half seasons. And then the last half of the fourth season came back like five months later and was terrible. And (laughs) And like there was like a weird half season of Lost that was also pretty bad. Exactly. Like the thing is that like a lot of the work that was that it just stopped and everybody was on the picking line for three months. And uh, it cost I was just looking this up. It cost California's economy two point one billion dollars for that hundred days that that cost the two point one billion dollars because you can't. Do stuff without writers, really, unless you get scabs, and nobody should do that. Um, According to the WGA's proposal chart, the new proposals that they are asking for would total $429 million per year. Mm. The studio studio, um, groups are – their increase is about $86 million per year. So the WGA has been like – well, no, bye, and they left. So it, it, the reason I bring up 2008, obviously, you know, but um, it's it, this is something I've been thinking about a lot because I think about TV a ton. I am completely okay with BSG and some shows getting canceled and the rise of reality TV. Uh because that resulted in an increase in pay for the people that create the stories that I love. Yeah. And this is the same thing here. There are shows like um, The Rookie, which is like ironically like talking about last last uh, last half hour. One of my favorite shows. It is a cop show. Uh, <laughs> but you like with, The Rookie? Yes. <laughs> Nathan I've Fillion never seen is a joy. Actor? I, I forget who that actor is. Nathan Fillion. But I, know. I love yeah. Nathan Fillion. I just haven't watched that show. So. It's great. I it's well, I can go off on that later. But um <laughs> it actually goes into like them trying to portray policing in a better light and like saying, like, no, you shouldn't do this and this and community policing and stuff like, like that up after the protests. Anyway, um they just had this explosive finale that made that was a wild departure from mm-hmm. the the rest of the season and they have been greenlit for season six will wow. that happen now mm. how long will this will this last if it lasts like a hundred days again tv in general was pushed back just and well, we're just in front of like upfronts where where the t te- where television studios are saying like this is this is the stuff that we're doing next year so what's going to happen that's in 10 days so this whole situation this whole situation could be avoided if the studios who are making billions of dollars would just give up 500 million a year that's my little soapbox that's all i'm getting at okay yeah well and the potential (laughs) loss to them is so great you would think they would cave for real. How much? How much did their stock uh, value decrease since the since the uh, strike has started? I, That's something. Like go a ahead. couple percent at least. Let me. I let me. 
Yeah, so have, have that, a look. I think. <clears throat> have um, a look at that. And, and, and so, Sue, again, you know, I, you know how I love to needle you because, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. Mr. Heroic Lefty. All unions are great. And you're like, you know, evil pro-business Republican. <laughs> you know, like, I love how you get out that fake mustache and wax it just so you can twirl it. It's awesome. <laughs> I do. I do. It's like my favorite thing about this job. Right. <laughs> it's great for radio. Um <laughs> But, but no, but, but seriously, like, um, I don't know. Do you, do you like, you know, I, know I don't like favor- unions. So yeah, I know you don't like unions. I do know you also like people getting paid what they, what, what they deserve. But so, you know, yeah. what's your, what, what's your take? Do you, you know, do you have a, well, I think that it, I think the industry changed has changed a lot. And I take that mm. from genre and my friend who worked in Hollywood, you know, I talked to her sure. as well about how things are going. I haven't spoken to her about this stuff. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think something has to give, I think it's sort of like the music industry that, mm. you know, there's a lot of artists that aren't getting paid right now. They're putting their music up yeah. and the, and the monetization is broken. It doesn't really, it's not working right. And I, I don't know how to solve that. You know, I'm not that familiar with either pay industry to really know how to pay them more. Well, yes, but sometimes you can't, like, I work for a plumber and oil went through the roof this winter. It's back down where it's, it's a little better now, but it was really tough when it was like going really high. Nobody could, nobody could pay, you know, nobody had money to, to, to buy home heating oil. How much was and, your plumber getting paid? How much was he getting played? Yeah. Um, usually a uh, hundred bucks an hour. No, I mean like how much was he working? Like, oh, the, he works the, like a dog. The, the yeah. thing is that but, when like in, in the entertainment industry, especially music and, and movies, TV, the amount that the studios make in profit is astronomically yeah. higher than the, than the cost that they put in. Yeah. Um, yeah they see, are not and, working and, on a loss. Yeah. So we were working on a loss a lot. We had to float a half a million dollars worth of oil. You know, it's, it's just, it's like, it wasn't working. It wasn't working for anybody. You'd buy, you try to buy oil and it would have gone up 30 cents from, you know, the day before. So when those things happen in industry, it's really, it's really hard. But I do think the studios, you know, if they don't have to volunteer pay, they don't, you know, they won't, they won't pay the writers unless the writers, the writers insist and the really good writers are doing okay. Right. That's, that's no. the problem is that some of the really good. Oh, well, I heard that today. Well, I forget what I was listening <laughs> the, to. The, so. the thing with writers is like, it really, like Mike was saying, the, the, the really good writer for, um, Abbott the elementary, sh- they, they which is a not, hit show. Yeah. It's a, it yeah. is insanely hit show. Like it has taken off. Um, I didn't really like it, but I don't really like, you know, that style yeah. of TV, but like it's, it's won awards and everything. They don't have any money. Like the, yeah, they're, the, they're literally broke. The head writer of the show is broke. The, um, Adam Conover from Adam, Adam ruins everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's part of the strike cause he's a writer and yep. he was on CNN and he was on a, on this thing. And he was saying that he knows writers that are great writers that get hired that had to go on assistance yeah because they weren't making enough like the skill yeah. and um talent do not translate into money and that that's happening to professors too at universities 
Oh, oh yeah, yeah. in happening professors. Yeah. Oh yeah, As, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. the non-tenured ones, the ones that are you know, which is increasingly all of them, because yeah. you know, yeah. So yeah, the, the model doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So that that's the thing. Like um, when we're talking about entertainment, especially um, music, TV, movies, you know, like the the resources that they that you take to make these things is mostly human. You got actors, you have set uh, people, you have you have people that that su- support people, and you have do the, do the CGI. CGI yeah, and co- that's another thing. Costumes, like C- set design, the music, the exactly. lighting, all of that stuff. But those aren't finite. It's not like a like oil where like the costs are going up, so everybody is taking the pinch. And especially since the studio heads like David Zaslov, who um, owns, uh, who is the president of Warner Brothers Discovery, the new combined entity. Now mm-hmm. he made like millions of dollars personally like a quarter of a million dollars he made last that, year a quarter of a million that's, that's not that much no a quarter of a billion gonna, sorry <laughs> oh a quarter like, of a billion oh maybe quarter of a billion like millions, health millions insurance. of dollars i forget the exact yeah health right insurance one, but like executives are like that too but yeah right. he made a ton so, of money and so he made a bat girl's worth of production pr- production basically, yeah like he yeah. canceled bat well, girl's like, like a like the, a Supreme Court justice. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> but he made a ton of On money. While, he made a ton of money while his writers were making a starving, case. and yeah. that is the difference between like what you were talking about with your plumber friend and with with this. Like, he, if he was making a million dollars and the people working for him were making five dollars an hour. Yeah. then that would be comparable. This is an insane amount of money and they can they can afford it and still make like crazy profits. They can afford it, but they and don't I, want to. And I do parallel, wonder I what the- I uh, was drawing with just that the turbulence of industry causes that streaming and, and sure. a lot of that, it's just that the model ceased to work and you, there's a period where you need to have like a reckoning mm-hmm. of some kind. Well, the reckoning should be the writer saying, you're not paying us enough. You should pay us more. And the studios be like, cool, okay. Should teachers strike in your your world? Oh, yeah. Yes. Teachers, nurses, people, all kinds of people who do, you know, important work, especially people who do important life-saving work who aren't making enough to live on. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's like... I, I think I saw something on Slate, uh, something like, you know, a third of all the people working as nurses in this country are thinking about getting out of the profession because it's just, oh yeah, it's too stressful Tough. and it doesn't pay enough and it doesn't mm-hmm. provide the support. And it's like, you know, we need nurses. We need yeah. a lot of nurses. Let's They're, not screw them over. Yeah. Medical, well, the medical afraid. profession has been striking, like especially nurses all around the world. Like you, you have this striking. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah, I, I feel so. bad for the nurses because they're terrified they're going to kill somebody because they're short-staffed and they're t- 
tired and yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's a bad place. Speaking on something more hopeful, I just wanted to mention that this Saturday, May sixth, is Pride in Northampton. Hey, a new group oh, is yeah. doing the doing it. This it's around noontime. I don't have the exact hours, but they're going to end up behind Thorns Market. So if you um, they they're marching in the opposite direction like they used to, coming in Route Nine and ending up at Thorns Market. So come down and enjoy the fun. I think uh, VFR is going to have table there and um so you can meet people from the radio station that Excellent. this airs on so what was yeah, it, it what time great does day. the parade start um Again? i think it's 10 or 11 but it's noonish that it's going to be when it's going to be really busy so all right yeah. so yeah it should be uh it should be a good day lots of vendors and all sorts of stuff meet your friends yeah. say hi to a gay person a trans person an intersex person you know <laughs> absolutely anyway. yes turn out for that uh, and even though it'll be outside, do think about wearing a mask when you're in a big, tight-packed crowd like Definitely. that. You know, uh, COVID's still around. Be safe. Oh, no. like when I, I Last... first marched, I had to wear a paper bag on my head so I wouldn't lose my job. I just want to ha- wish one, I want to wish everybody, uh, um, may the fourth be with you. <laughs> and also with you. And uh, just when this is airing, watch out for the revenge of the fifth. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, uh, uh, feliz cumpleaños, Marta. <laughs> okay. That's going to do it for uh, Civil Politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, we thank you for listening. Uh, coming up next is Subculture, followed by Table of Contents at 10 and OK Asia at midnight. We got a repeat broadcast Monday afternoon at four, and uh, the podcast of this is available tomorrow morning. So listen to us all over again as much as you like. Thanks for listening. Good night. Civil Politics is a member of the Planetside Podcast Network. To learn more, go to planetsidepodcasts.com.